Alright, hello and welcome everybody to this rather unique and special episode of What Did I Just Say? So, this is not just another uh, episode of What Did I Just Say where we kind of have a solo or this or that, you know, my episode, his episode, but I am going to, for the sake of recording schedules, this is going to be a mix of What Did I Just Say and Men of the Machine. Not quite a crossover, because Jeff's not here, which is the problem, and I'll explain that in two seconds, but it's going to be me talking to you now, and when Patrick gets on Skype, I'm going to call him and run this all by him, because he doesn't know yet, but I'll explain to him as well, and then it will be released on both episodes. The issue was basically my schedule. Uh, I work in the mornings, and then I have class in the afternoons, and last week, I don't remember what was going on or if we just didn't communicate it, but... That's neither here nor there. Me and Jeff weren't able to get together to record, and then Saturday and Sunday, I was gone uh, back home for a friend's wedding, for Greg Bochamp's wedding, the guy whose bachelor party I did the camping trip. So that interfered with that plan, which is what it is. And then uh, I got back today, and Jeff is working overnights, and he had to help another store with their inventory system. So... He's not available to talk either, so that's what gets us here, which is okay. These things happen all the time, and whether you can really tell by my voice or not, it's a nice outlet to have a reason to talk and just something to talk to. And I just feel really bad because me and Jeff have not had the time to get together and hang out a lot and record and talk about this or that, and most of the time at work. See, we have the unfortunate... Uh, relationship of boss employee I mean he's so he's my supervisor so I, I don't know the technicalities of boss but if he says something I have to do it but if my manager says something I do that first so whatever but that's neither here nor there the issue is I am a terrible employee I don't if you were to ask me to show up to work and do one thing or you know, no no if you ask me to show up with a specific plan of things that I I'm consistent in doing, I'm totally sold. Hey Kevin, show up, do planograms, go home, end of day. Or my new job that I'm actually taking classes for, the reason why I'm never free, show up, design these pieces, go home. Cool. It's when it becomes, this day you're doing this much of this, this much of this, and this much of this. Okay, fine, I guess I can handle that. But wait, yesterday this didn't get done, so now you're picking this up. Also, we might have uh, a certain sort of audit or a review, so you've got to make sure that this is covered, and the general manager, the person who runs the store, actually said he would prefer if this got done, and it turns into, I don't like variables, and the issue is Jeff is my manager who has to relay this stuff to me, and I, regardless of if we are best friends or not, I just don't really care about what corporate wants, and he's not corporate, but he he's part of the system, you know, it comes down. So I don't want, we have these like lulls of, of, of moments where I just want to talk about even like wrestling or movies or shows or what's going on in our lives and instead we have to talk about work or I'm upset about something so I come off in a certain way or he's upset about something at work and it comes off in a certain way and it just really, really sucks because he's very, very quickly, I said this before, becoming one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life and I just love him so much and I feel bad that he doesn't get to see that as much because the other problem is I dive into friendships a little too aggressively and the people around here are starting to figure it out so the period of awkwardness where they think I'm kind of overdoing it is fading and they're understanding who I am but what happens is if, if you show interest in me I, I start to I don't know, like, plan stuff, obviously. I, I start wanting to do stuff outside of work and hanging out. And then when you can't, I get let down. And then when I get bitchy, it's 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 like getting into a relationship with a clingy girlfriend. And that's not how I want to come off. And uh, Jeff, I think, is a really good balance of that. He's he's an emotional guy, and, and he can relate to a certain degree. And I think it's going to work out fine, and we're going to be friends forever. But... That is kind of where I'm at. I just want, I wish I had more time. Patrick just got on, so we're going to call him. I just wish I had more time for my ode to Jeff. Um, but that's not what this is about. So let me give Patrick a call, and we'll get started on <laughs> transitioning from what did I just say, this really short one, into 
Men of the Machine, and it'll be both, and let's see how Patrick feels about that. Only time will tell. I have no idea. Also, I don't know if it grabs this. Oh, it does! Neat! Oh. Dear Lord. Oh, there you are. Hey, Not little you. pookie bear. What? Oh, hold on. He's talking to his uh, roommate. I haven't told him yet. All right, there he is. Told okay. who what? So this Wait, is what's, what's this is what's happening <laughs> currently. Oh, I was talking to myself right there. Yeah, this is what's happening. I've already been recording for a few minutes. Hi, Justin. He can't hear me. You don't have to say it to him. Just let it go by. So I... Uh, Here's what's happening. Already been recording a few minutes. What what this episode's gonna be, and what people are already aware of who's listening. What did I just say? Didn't get to record. So guess what? You're both podcasts right now. And that and I was saying that's completely my fault. I was actually back in New York, uh, in in upstate New York for the wedding for Greg Bochamp's wedding this weekend. So I and he's working overnights, so it just didn't work out. So I was like, hey. Why not just do it this way? So I got on, and I, was, I wasn't I was sure if you were going to be one minute or ten minutes. Usually it's one minute, but hey, I always just take the gamble. Uh, and I was just basically penning a love letter to my friends and friendship. So, so, and I'll explain that in two seconds. Do you, if you had, what did you think of that we could talk about besides what I'm about to start rambling about right now? Just fucking talk about whatever you're going to talk about. Just do it. And we're off. Okay. So basically what I was getting at, and you're... You're the. I'm really sappy right now, so just deal with the loving <laughs> Kevin, okay? Just you're just gonna have to accept who I am right now. Um, basically, I was talking about, and it's something we've talked about a lot. How I kind of dive headfirst into friendships a little too aggressively, and treat it with much. I treat it like we've been in a ten year relationship ten days after I've met you, and. That becomes an issue for some people, and I understand it. It's it's like a clingy girlfriend. I get that. It can be a little overwhelming when you don't know the person super well, but that's neither here nor there. And I was gonna start talking about, and I didn't. And you're here already. You have easily become my greatest friend of the past decade. Like even though I've had friends that maybe at one point in time, like I couldn't be separated from. You have the perfect balance of dealing with my, like, naggingness while also being equally nagging while also being a comfortable distance. I, How I, in the fuck am I equally nagging? <laughs> your, your nagging is not in the persistent, like, why not, the, like, you know, huh, how about the, huh? your nagging is in, like, the, oh, hey, Patrick, I went out with a couple friends, and you go, why wasn't I there? What? <laughs> no, Patrick's exact words. What the fuck? And I go, well, I'm sorry, you're I you're not a rat. I don't know, like I don't have an answer for you. It's like when the girlfriend gets pissed that you were talking to your buddy instead of her, and you're like, but you were on the phone with your mom. I was just what what did I do wrong here? That's your version. Uh, like you don't like missing out on experiences. And yes, that's fair. That is fair you, yes. If you if you hear something cool, you're like, I have to be a part of it. We we talked about it. Um, with the the we talked about actually Comic Con last year with the taking pictures of everything where I'm like just be here and you're like but someone else might want to experience what I'm seeing and if they can't be here now they'll at least see it here and that makes sense we have our differing points on that but well that's the thing though is like even though I was there like I still have in my brain whenever I think of Comic Con like especially in the Marvel Netflix panel. Like, I don't think of what I was shooting through my fucking viewfinder. Yeah, you were. I think of what was in my actually, like, what I was actually seeing with my eyes. Like, I still remember Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney, wow, Sigourney Weaver walking out on stage in my general direction. Like, oh, I remember amazing. that. And that's, that, that'll be with me forever. So, like, the fact that I was able to give somebody a small piece of that is mm -hmm. fine. And actually, that's actually why sometimes I fucked up things that I was shooting like, there's, like, one video that never showed anybody. Um, the first time I went to uh, – well, not the first time I went to NXT. It was, like, the second or third time. But it was the first time that uh, Nakamura had been there. And I was shooting him doing uh, what used to be called the Bomaye in uh, Japan. Now they call it the Kinshasa. Mm -hmm. But, like, the video is utter shit. Because you can literally just see me, like, not looking at the video. Just kind of, like, peering over. So, like, so the, the camera video goes, just slowly <laughs> and slowly yeah. and fades out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's the thing. It's, like, I still put more stock in my own personal experiences. I just try to, like, get things recorded as well. Yeah, for everyone else. You need to get a GoPro mount, bro. 
Yeah, no and, shit. And then you just don't even have to worry about it. You just walk around and click the button when you're like, this is worthwhile. Boop. And then you just go about your day. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Because right now at, at work, I'm being very negligent to my superiors because I don't care. And yeah, I'm unfortunately, <laughs> my best friend in Connecticut is one of my superiors. So that makes it a little awkward. It, it, you know, it's it's like I'm not saying screw you to you. I'm saying screw you to your position. That's different. And it's really hard to separate that, but it's different. So we haven't seen each other. Me and Jeff, I haven't seen him in in a week. And I won't see him for another week because I'm going to Vegas on Thursday. And it's going to be great. But I'm not going to see him. So we weren't able to record. And next week, I don't. I, we I'll probably be like a solo episode or we'll, I'll do something where I release this again because I get back Monday morning, have work, have class, Tuesday, have work, have class. Like it probably won't work out next week either. So that's neither here nor there. So yeah, that's what I was getting at. And you talked about it all the time, how your friend is, your friends are your family. And it's not like that for me quite the same way. Like I said, my friends are my wife's. <laughs> or my or my husband's like for some reason like you're a mormon <laughs> yeah, yeah. but in a way that it's it's easy for me kind of like leaving saratoga it's easy for me to get up and walk away not with marriage i mean i got married at 22 clearly that's not how that went but um it's very easy for me to just be like well things are getting kind of weird i'm just gonna leave because and usually honestly a hundred percent of the time it's because i don't feel like i'm getting the love back that I'm trying to put out. Not from you. No, you weren't the easy thing to leave. That's why we record this. I even, our very first episode even talked about how like, this is the perfect way to hold on to you forever and there's nothing we can do about it. Like any other way, I mean, we go through it. We'll go from Thursday to Thursday, which is when we record without a single text message. Like if we didn't have the, not all the time, not none. No, I was like, not all the time. No, no. Like there's, there's random stuff times. will come up and I'll just be like, oh, Patrick. And I'll text him up or I'll get a random text, text from you. you like, too, did you see saying. this shit? And I'm like, oh, I did see it. But there is certain weeks where we'll go a whole week without texting. And if there wasn't the podcast, unfortunately, it could turn into multiple weeks and then random reminders. And it's not to say that the minute we talked, it wouldn't be like, you know, dicks clashing again back to full force. But it would be just, and I still have that with friends back home. I talked to him. I, I ran into my buddy Cosmo, who I haven't talked to since my wedding, which was over four years ago. And it was, be- you know, best friends again immediately. But we still went four years without talking. And I'm not cool with that with you and that's why you're the only person from saratoga i talk to still and that's what i have with jeff right now is i don't i don't want to because i'm changing jobs and everyone pulls the bullshit ah we'll talk when you leave i haven't talked to unfortunately two people i've loved more than anything else i haven't talked to caitlin barker since i left i haven't talked to amanda washburn since i left and and that was one thing i was like sure i would try to contact him and i just i just didn't that's the thing is i actually like that time where uh, I ran into Amanda at the grocery store and a guy texted you about it. I'm like, it is, the thing is, like, it's like, it's it's cool, but it's also, it's kind of weird because like, we never fucking see each other or talk. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it is kind of weird to just like, I still love her and she's still like, the second we saw each other, like we fucking like, she like, I first thought it might have been her, but I wasn't 100% sure. And then she like ran over and so like, we just hugged and instantly like, I lift her up and hugged her. But I'm just saying like, I hadn't seen her in probably like a year at that point. Yeah. Like, I hadn't really talked to her, so it is kind of weird. Like talking, just like you don't know what the fuck you're. Yeah, about. You're like, and then it's, it's super like... corny, especially with people that are like your best friends. You don't like doing the real bullshit yeah. banter. Like, oh, I'm got a new job, and the, and you're like, I don't care. Like, what's yeah. what is going on in your head? Would you think of this? But you can't just come out with that after a year of not talking. You can't yeah, exactly. Just, you know be like what do you think of this like it doesn't work like that and it's a bummer and that's what gets me down all the time like i i i'll randomly text people today i had like seven conversations going at once which is not i'm not a good text messenger i don't care and i i just i'll leave them there and i was texting six or seven people like making plans amanda sent me pictures of my babies oh Wait, I can't see if you can see it. Hold on. I can see them. I can see them. Yes. And it says, it says, hello, Uncle Kevin, or hi there, Uncle Kevin. And <laughs> I just, oh, it's so great, which I am their godfather. So I guess uncle's okay in this scenario. The captain thing can slide <laughs> right here. But um, I get into that like mood. And basically right now is one of those moods where I'm just like, I've met so many awesome people that I just don't, you know, people at Citizens Bank, these two guys who 
uh, Mitch and Mike became great friends. We talked on the phone a few times after I left, and then boom, disappeared. I haven't talked to him since. And it's not that I like feel I'm missing anything with them. It's just that I'm. I think it's unfortunate that they were really good people, and I just don't talk to them. It's not like they mm. did me wrong, or you know something happened where I was like, "Fuck you, I'm done with you." None of that. It's just a. It's just the fade, the fade to black. But what's the thing? Yeah, it's like I. There are certain people that I make like active points of like keeping contact with, and it's like basically like my tribe, where it's just it was clearly like I was actually like Bartholomew. Like, Yes, it's, but it's weird that you like mentioned that. Like, I literally because I was just watching First Blood like a minute ago before because I missed Killing Time before you um, were gonna be like home to podcast. And I was like, for some reason, I think it was actually because Justin earlier was playing uh, Nate Dog and Warren G's Regulate twice nice. in the car on the way to Moe's. And at the beginning of that song, I didn't, I hadn't heard that song since it was like big. So I was a kid. I'd never, I don't, I think I had seen Young Guns at that point, but I didn't really like. It wasn't like a part of my vocabulary, and. Um, like the beginning of the song, they play like clips from Young Guns, and like the thing that actually stuck with me about Young Guns um, is like and it, it was actually because a band used like a piece of it as like uh, like a sample for a song. Um, but there's one point where like uh, Billy the Kid is talking, basically he's trying to convince uh, Chavez not to leave, mm-hmm. uh, and like Dirty Steve's like, or he's like like um, Charlie Battery's like the same much Dirty Steve. And like Billy the Kid's like, that's because he ain't got much to say, Charlie, because he knows you got three or four good friends, you got yourself a tribe, mm-hmm. and there ain't nothing stronger than that. Like and the that's Lost like, Boys. Yes, except for <laughs> they, I'm not really sure they like loved each other as much as they just kind of like, it was basically just like, it was almost like a pack, like of wolves. Like uh, it wasn't necessarily like, it was just like kind of together for This is my place. Else. Yeah. Like this is where yeah, I fit. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Whereas like, which is there's something to say for that too. No, I'm not saying otherwise, but like, but yeah, no, like that thing is like, I remember the whole like tribe idea like stuck with me from like, um, when I was like younger, um, I mean, I've always been like in the metal, but like when I was younger and I was like really into like Sepultura and, uh, Soulfly, which are Max Cavalera's bands. Um, he like talked about like the tribe and everything. And I think it's cause they played, um, like they're, they're, uh, f- like fifth or sixth album. Like their last album is Sepultura before Max left. Uh, roots. They actually like went to like this random fucking tribe in Brazil. It was kind of like Green Inferno, like but and less like cannibal. Well, yeah, but like they lived with them and like recorded with them and like I was just like I feel like that was kind of like something they kind of took from it of kind of like that whole like everybody there is a family even if you're not necessarily like related. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like whatever. Like you choose like your like the family you choose. Like again, I mean like, it's not like I like. It's not like I don't love, I guess, on some level, like my family, family. But you it's value like, it in, to some degree. You're like, okay, you're you're my, yeah, this is where I came from, whatever. Yeah, but I can't be around them for like more than really. I have panic attacks just knowing I'm going to see them. Like, yeah. and that literally happened. Like, I, I, they were like, "Do you want me to eat for dinner this week?" And really, I thought I was going with my brother, so I was gonna be a buffer. I'm just gonna like have that and have my sister-in-law and have my niece and be fine. Mm-hmm. And then like my brother couldn't go. I'm like. Oh, Fox is all me, and like the whole drive there, I'm having a fucking horrible panic attack. I'm just like, they fucking stress me out to the extent that I can't fucking deal with it. Yeah. Whereas like, I really don't have that with really like, because I'm saying like, it's like, basically the people that I consider like my tribe. It's like Tim Fisher, like you, Justin, uh, Kevin Cardinal, uh, and probably Bartholomew is definitely you could a big save part some of that, time but... by just being like Justin, Kevin squared, Bartholomew. You know, just move <laughs> on through. Just use that as it goes. Because Kevin well, times I, a Kevin I, equals a Kevin. I usually uh, say the Kevins when we're like, talking to people. <laughs> that <works>. like... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty efficient. Um, yeah, today uh, Chelsea came over this morning with the, the absolute love of my life, Ray. Oh my God, she's so great. But uh, And I spent the morning with them and I went to the doctor's appointment and she cried because she had to get four shots and I couldn't take it. I was going to shoot myself. I was like, I can't. She's in so much pain. But I can't imagine what I'm going to be like as a parent. If I'm like this for my friend's baby. Oh my gosh. But anyways. Um, my mom, have... uh, when I had the shots, as a, uh, can you still? Okay, good. Yeah. It just, it, stop for a second. Uh, when I was a kid, um, I had to get, because as you know, I have really fucking horrible allergies. Yep. And... Um, <laughs> when I had to get allergy tests, uh, like the first time, uh, basically the whole thing of allergy tests 
is basically just like they stick you with like every fucking thing and like whatever you react poorly to you're allergic to them like that's the dumbest fucking thing in the world but um <laughs> no, it's, like, it's pure science it's, it's trial and error man pop it's just, no he's it's good just, pop oh god epi pen that one that one yeah, exactly. your boy don't like peanuts it, just stay away from it it's fucking terrible but yeah and like i freaked out so hard that my mom uh went and bought me uh I think it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, I believe, at the store. Because, like, I freaked out so hard. She felt so bad. That's I mean, be me. I'm so, yeah, like, what I do you want? understand. Take it. Here you go. I don't <laughs> care. This, the whole aisle, this is all yours. I, I, I'm going <laughs> to lose it. But, um, no, we were spending the morning together, and it was wonderful. And two things. One, the fact that I'm 300-plus miles away from where I met my best friend, and yet I still get to see her every day is is just glorious but two i don't remember if i talked about on the podcast or after the podcast it ended i put raining blood back on the tv with ray in my lap and she loved it just as hard as she loved it the first time she's just looking her eyes wide up and the minute they start the because at first it's just distortion i mean yes there's notes but to a baby like that it's whatever um and then she started, like, her eyes lit up, the lights start flashing, which that's mostly what's stimulating her, and she's enjoying it. And then I started, like, rocking her, so it simulated her head head, her head banging. Oh, it was the time of my life. But <laughs> that all comes back to the original statement of, like, fading out, is I will do everything in my power to not have that happen with Jeff when I leave this job. Because when I cut ties with Best Buys, Jeff, done. Which great news is two of the people that work with me part-time at best buy work at eb so i'll see them every day still uh and one of my friends christy her fiance works at eb in the same building as me and i'll see him every day so i still have ties to those people but jeff i'll have nothing basically Mm -hmm. and he works such crazy hours and i'll have such a consistent schedule it makes it even harder so that was my that was my love letter to jeff basically was like hey i don't get to see you but just know, and I've got something, so this episode's going to be a little short, we're not done right now, but it's going to be short, um, and I got something I want to tell you right when we get off, some pretty exciting plans for the future, and a bunch of cool things, so don't let me forget when we are when we click the boop, and then every, oh, have a good, what, what do I usually say, yeah, thanks for listening, that I'm not done to get off Skype. Okay. Also, did you see the picture I sent you of what I'm designing at NX class? No. Oh, let me make sure it's sent. Oh uh, my! Yeah, I got nothing. So we have. Sorry, I blew that shit. I'll stop trolling. What happened? Oh, now I see it. Never mind. Oh it yeah, because you said text afterwards, so it didn't. I didn't even track it. But okay. Uh, That's awesome. It, it's so we have to. Uh, oh, good. People are liking my post, and then people are commenting, and now it's getting out of hand. Oh my god! So two things. One, yes, we have to. We have to design something of our own. So I was like, I'm gonna design Thor's hammer, and. Got really excited. Turns out Molnir is way more uh, detailed than I had ever anticipated. So I decided just a basic hammer with a handle. <laughs> like, that'll do the job. And then uh, you have to design three elements. So I was like, uh, I'll put it on a table. That would be cool. Like, as if he came home. And then we learned earlier that day how to do, like, this cool uh, rotating thing. So I decided to make a glass, like a, like a wine goblet and fill it full of wine and put it on the table and i you could stencil letters thor's mighty nightstand and i showed it to my um instructor because i'm not going to be there for the very the last two classes i was like would this count he's like that's perfect that's 100 so i just felt there's so many things i was going to do but that was kind of easy but also interesting enough that i was like really proud of it i just felt good um i don't know molnir's exact size though but it's it's 12 it's a foot long uh, eight inches wide and six inches tall. So, or no, vice versa. Eight inches. Tall, I've so. never. I. I don't know. I mean, like they, a... people have made like copies of it. I have no fucking idea. It also depends on the because like, like back in the day, it would, it's weird. Like things become kind of standardized over the course of like several years. But like back in the day, it kind of flip flopped. Like sometimes it was like overly big, sometimes it was like really small. So like yeah, oh like I can't. No matter what, you're fine. Uh, I cannot complain or sorry i'm so i posted on on facebook people who say lol out loud as one word are the reason donald trump is president and i just said that at class not to be political but i just said it at class today because a kid said lol and i was like don't what what like it was i I don't know why but it struck me wrong i was like don't say that that doesn't sound good it's not ironic it's not clever it's just awful 
It's just in fairness, I do say it sometimes just because I think it's stupid. Oh, but like, oh, I couldn't take it. And then, but apparently, my freaking uh, Facebook uh, got kind of out of hand, and my cousin Mark just decided to go off on people. Oh, Jesus, and that's what you get for like having that. <laughs> I don't mind, but it was funny. Um, what was I gonna say? So, so I designed that. Um, I said I love you to people, which is all I ever want to do, and. I want to talk about too, Game of Thrones really quick, and I want to talk about Rick and Morty really quick, and we don't have time for games, but that's okay. Oh, do you want to save the have, Rick and Morty? You made a face. I haven't seen the second episode yet. <gasps> Wait, Rick Manting the Stone? If that's what it's Oh, called? no, I've seen... No, okay, oh, yeah. you haven't seen I've Pickle seen Rick. Sesh- yeah, I haven't seen the, whatever it was last night. I've seen okay. Szechuan, I've seen uh, Mad Max, I haven't seen whatever it was last well, night. Well, you was. know what, then? We'll save a Rick and Morty for after when the fourth episode comes out that way we can talk about one two three and four because pickle rick i i could just go on about it was it's such an so this this season just as a quick that all the episodes end really weird have you have you noticed that about the second one that you've seen the the mad max one like it ends kind of a, not weird but like, like the, the the loser and everything i i'm like trying to wind rem- yell, saying loser to no, no, no not the post credits that's awesome and i love that <laughs> It's it's so every episode generally has ended with like a stupid one-liner where he just says something someone says something that you're just like oh and then it's over like you just at least recognize that it's the end whereas I feel like this season's just just ending they were just like screw it just end it call it a day I don't care and you'll see that in in Pickle Rick but Pickle Rick's um definitely a emotionally charged episode like they've all been so far and you'll really like it so enough about that boom I'm not going to have a chance to watch um, a ton of... So, this episode came out really quick after the last one. So, the last one I said I was going yeah. to listen. We record every Thursday. Episode goes up goes up on Friday. Easy peasy. This week, recorded on Thursday. Friday, I was able to edit, put it up, and then I had to go to work. And I watched four episodes of Game of Thrones that morning because I couldn't stop. Then, Saturday, I left, drove home for the wedding. Sunday, came home, got home late, like 8 o'clock at night. Uh, put away all of our stuff, had dinner, went to bed this morning class hanging out with the baby whatever so i haven't had much time with that being said i haven't read umbrella academy yet because i didn't i didn't have yeah. it with me or anything so that'll be next episode but first off the first season of game of thrones while it has some some really like it makes you interested in the story i mean that's the whole point right is story building it's a little boring so far see i don't agree but that's fine i mean the thing is like like the first season that's why i was trying to get kevin uh cardinal to watch it because like that's his his whole thing is he's like he doesn't give a sh- he's not that he even hates fantasy he doesn't give a fuck about fantasy yeah it's just so like, like he no, just like I have no it. interest in that and I was like literally the first season until like the very last shot is basically just fucking Game of Thrones and Middle Earth like there's no like fucking yeah. monster uh, the, the very nothing. the very first scene ever which I'll well, get yes. to in a minute but the that's very still first just scene, zombies then... like that's yeah like that's not like necessarily like fantasy like that's that's basically yeah. horror more than anything. Um, it's not until the very, very last shot where you actually see the dragons. Um, but I mean, I figured everybody <laughs> knew that. So I figured that kind of a spoiler. I, I've known, um, I know a lot of random this and that, but I don't know the timeline. I don't know when anything's going to happen. Like I know that Jon Snow dies and comes back. You know, I know that Khaleesi's brother gets molten gold poured on his head. Like I know a bunch of random things, but I don't know like the order of events. So as I'm watching yeah. it, I'm like, something's gonna happen. Oh nope, not this episode. Well, oh, that guy. Oh nope, not this episode. This episode. And I enjoy well, it. I don't mind like, spoilers. No, yeah. I mean, I think it's awesome. But that thing is like, I was like, the first season is basically like, it's not just world building and story building. It's it's basically like it's what the actual Game of Thrones is. Like, the thing is like where it kind of ends up currently. This doesn't really spoil anything. Yeah. Um, because you've gotten like, a little taste of the White Walkers. Yeah. Um. Basically, what you learn by like, the end of the second season is like there's a lot of fucking White Walkers and they're coming to kill them all. Mm-hmm. Like, and basically this season's basically been like about which is funny because basically Jon Snow almost said exactly what I was thinking. Actually, I t- when I when I actually told the people where it's like people are still playing the goddamn Game of Thrones and everyone's arguing at a goddamn iron chair when there's literally like, an army of ice zombies. Like, oh, I saw that episode people. where he said that when he met with uh, Daenerys. Yeah. So it's like that's my thing is like it's the the, the early seasons like it literally is basically the, the the Game of Thrones if you will where it's basically yeah. just like everybody kind of politically trying to like screw each other over, um, and then it's like as it's like fantasy elements come more into it it becomes like bigger stakes 
but also like different stakes. I mean, the yeah. Game of Thrones doesn't stop. That's my whole thing. Is like, well, it will never stop. <laughs> the minute that chair opens up, it's like, oh god, everybody go! Like, I, I have to imagine that's that universe. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, well, no, because I feel like there'll probably be peace, um, like at the end of the series, because it'll probably be like, even though I know George R. R. Martin, even though he's, I mean, whatever. Because uh, somebody asked him like how the series would end, mm-hmm. and he's like, um, "Wind whipping snow across an endless graveyard," and I was just like, "Okay, but I mean, that's not like that's like, that's like in the, in the sense that everybody's gonna die, then yes, but like in the sense that like who is going to win the Game of Thrones? Like, I'm pretty sure. What, what basically if that? Once, what if that was a clever way of just saying a graveyard of White Walkers? You know, and he's that, like, "Oh, yeah, people did get out of it, but what's the thing? I mean, I feel like it's gonna like whoever basically like I feel like." Either Danny or Jon Snow will basically end up like on the Iron Throne and uniting everybody because once you've like seen like once you've been in a position where like you have to like band together, mm-hmm. like I feel like <laughs> like people are gonna be nice. like at a certain point, like it's like the whole line Independence Day where like, we can't be concerned with our petty differences anymore. <laughs> like yeah. When, when, or or when, the like, end of Watchmen. Of... The, or the end of Watchmen is, you know, when yeah. some shit happens and we have to do it together, there's no reason to fight. Yeah. And, like, that's, yeah, that's my whole thing. It's, like, I feel like at a certain point, like, you have to, like, fucking just, like, how do you not, when you, because, like, that's the whole point is, like, um you haven't met him yet, but, like, um the leader of the Wildlings mm-hmm. um basically talks about, like, they united all the tribes and it was just like like tribes that never they've been at war longer than like anyone's been alive like thousands of years mm. and it's like but they're all bended together under him and it's not because like they've like he's a, such a great leader it's because he made it very clear to them like if we don't all band together we're all gonna just fucking die mm-hmm. and that's the whole thing is like I do feel like the show will have kind of a happy ending it'll just be like a really fucking like a lot of fucking it's kind of a morbid happiness yes it's like oh god it's but, over relief yeah yeah so like but yeah it's so weird watching it this way and knowing so many things not for any specific reason but for example i watched um well first i think i texted you if not i texted a couple people i totally get why everyone loved Jon snow he's so charming he's amazing (laughs) he's without a doubt my favorite character so far and i'm really excited to see the fact that he's still alive and when he dies one day and it gets spoiled before i get to see it if that's the case i'm gonna be heartbroken so I'm really I happy. I honestly don't think they're gonna kill him as well. No, no. But remember <laughs> how much fun of Justin we made after Jon Snow died, and he like legitimately lost his father. No, that's I. I will be close. I won't be that far because I I was on your side of judging him, so I have to refrain at least enough to hold a little bit of pride. But it won't feel good. But um, a I watched season seven, episode three. I think that was the one I saw where Jon Snow and Daenerys meet. Okay. And that was my very first foray into it. And I, watching it, I was like, damn, like, she's a bitch. Like, she's really hardcore. And everyone's like, well, you got to understand this, that, and the other. So, yes, they had years of, like, buildup, and I didn't. So when I went back, or so when I'm watching it now for the first time, um, Jon Snow makes total sense. His kind of, like, timid but also manly sort of is carried over throughout. And Sam is amazing. I don't want to know what happens to him. I haven't had anything spoiled there, so I'm cool with just letting that character ride out as long as it may, even if it's to the current show. I love him, the fat guy. But she has the first so the first three episodes. The best way okay, the best way I can describe her current position Mm -hmm. is basically her and Jon Snow are Mm -hmm. like um your Russian leader and your American leader during the Cold War, where it's like neither can uh, can afford to show any fucking yeah any weakness mm-hmm. because if you show any weakness, you're fucked. Yeah, and it's like they should both of them just band together, but like the problem is that she's still focused on the goddamn Iron Throne, and he's the one that's like fuck the goddamn Iron <laughs> Throne. Like the reason I'm the king in the north is not because like I'm rebelling against you. It's because I'm trying to stop the fucking endless Oh, I'm so army excited to zombies. see him become the king of the north. I don't even know how that's going to lay out and I'm ready for it. But he um so when you're when I'm watching it, hey, the first four seasons go way faster than I thought. Like like Khaleesi turns from sex slave to queen of the Dothraki instantly and I was like, "What?" Like, because in that episode, season seven, she talks about how much shit she went through. And I'm not denying that. I'm sure I'll get more story on that for sure. 
But right now I'm like, okay, yeah, the rape was awful, and you got sold to that man. But you owned that shit instantly. You went right to like, yeah, I, I am the Khaleesi, you know, screw, screw your balls. Like, I own this. And it's neat to see that as opposed to I'm sure she goes through. Like, I'm really excited to see the thumbnail that I've seen a thousand times on the internet of her standing there naked with the fire. Like, as if, I, I don't know if the that's, dragons burn something down or whatever. That's the end of the first season. Oh, yeah. I can't um, wait for that. That's going to be so great. But no, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's like the thing you're saying, though, but it's like, she's a Targaryen, and Targaryens, literally for generations, were born to rule. Yeah. So, like, yeah, her she figures out goddamn very quickly. Yeah, madman. Oh, no. But she figures out very quickly, like, what she needs to do to get herself into position to be that. Like, yeah. And that's why she's smarter than Viserys, because Viserys will only come at it one way, yeah. whereas she's, she's smart she's enough the, to realize... The, the incestuous twin. No, well, that's... I mean, who's that? They don't fuck each other, but like their family has fucked each other for generations. Who's Viserys? Viserys is her brother. That's oh, that... no, no, no. No, yes, I'm not talking about him. Sorry, I was confusing him with um, the Lannisters. Oh, Cersei and Jamie. Yeah, I was confusing them. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he's fucked up. That guy, I'm excited to watch him die. I can't wait. I, I, I wanna, uh, I'm sure it's crazy how it happens, but I'm, I'm just so ready for it. I already hate him with a passion. And that's the point. I will say this. I will say this. Like, like I had texted somebody earlier who uh, I got into watching, I got, I got into the show, and... Um, she was like, because I was just like, I'm not going to say what happened at the end of the most recent episode because I don't want to spoil it. But like, um, I was like, I was like, because basically like, I will say it involves uh, Jamie and water. Okay. And I was just like, I was like, okay, so like, let me posit this theory. It's like, okay, you know, you know who lives in water? Aquaman. You know... <laughs> Who plays Aquaman? Cal Drogo. I'm just saying. <laughs> you never if, know. What if the person that saves Jamie from the water is Aquaman? I'm just saying. She's like, fuck Jamie. I'm like, I love Jamie. Because I think he's like, he starts off, like the first, like, at least season and a half, you don't like him at all. And I freely understand, like, everybody yeah. fucking hated him. And you should, because he's a douchebag. It's not until, like, he, he gets humbled hard that, like, A, he starts to become sympathetic. And then as it goes on, he becomes likable. So, okay. like, to the extent where, like, I... He's one of my favorite characters. I... I Yeah, I'll I'll get with you in a few weeks when I'm at that point, because he's totally a dirtbag now, and I don't want nothing to do with him. And, yeah. I, and I keep getting... Goddamn BuzzFeed. I keep getting random stuff from BuzzFeed where it's like... Uh, it was talking about what role will Bran... Um, like, why can't I think of their last names? Uh, John Stark. Sn Stark. Why can't... What, what, what role will he play? I'm like, he's still alive? What? Yeah. And, and that Wait, random you... stuff... You didn't see that in the first four episodes? I feel like that happened in the first Well, yeah, he episodes. no, no, he got crippled. But yeah, I crippled, just, but yeah, I, he's still alive. The fact that all the Starks basically, not literally, are alive is is crazy. You know, Arya, all but Sansa, one. I won't, I won't say which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the dad. I know he dies, but that's but yeah, um, besides him. But yeah, no, like, well, yeah, it's basically, like, that's the thing. It's like, uh... The episode last night, because, like, the person who like, was texting me, like, the Ariane, and she was like, why the fuck did it seem like uh, the red-haired Stark was, like, mad, like, when they like, was like, because, really, she's the only one without superpowers. Like, everybody else, like, basically, like, by the, by the, by the, like, by the, the midpoint of season seven, I'm not going to say exactly, but, like, basically, everybody, every Stark that survived has superpowers, except for Sansa. And it's just like, I would be jealous, too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, the... If the whole show, so like I said, it's a little dry at first. It's it's interesting for me, for me, not for everybody. It's it's definitely interesting, and I enjoy hearing everyone talk. Uh, Tyrion is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Tyrion, so great. I'm I I can't wait to watch more of him. He's and he's so wordy, and it's so great. But if you watch the f opening scene of Game of Thrones the very first scene, and you don't at least want to check it out and see what it's about, you're dead inside. Because that was <laughs> fucking crazy and amazing. Well, I, I agree. I, I would say past the opening scene, because the opening scene, you would think that the third guy would be dead, and then it carries over into them. So, until he gets decapitated, if, if that doesn't make you just somewhat interested in the fact that, A, there's these zombies out there just who are 
fast and strong and amazing, ready to kill everything, and then immediately finding out that no one believes it's real at all, even the people defending the wall don't believe it, how you could not be interested in how that story progresses. You, you got me. I don't know what's wrong with you. What's the thing? And you, you, I can't wait for you to see uh, Cold Hands. I'm not going to say who Cold Hands is, but uh, I will say what he is, where he is a former ranger of the Night's Watch who is basically fighting the change into full-blown uh, White oh, Walker. That's right. They like, so he's convert like, you. Yeah, so he's like halfway in between. Like He's basically like... He's not quite zombified, but he's not quite human anymore, and it's really, it's really fucking cool. <laughs> I, oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it to, because that's why I'm into it. I'm excited for it to become more fantasy. That's my big, my big who's ha, what, what of what I got to see. I love it. I, I freaking love fantasy. It's a reason for me to not believe that anything is real. Like history <laughs> class depressed the hell out of me when I was a kid. They're like, you have to learn about this. I'm like, do I? Hitler was so mean. I don't want to. Like, I'm not good with real life shit. So when fantasy gets involved, I'm ready. I'm so ready. In fairness, I mean, have you ever watched The Man in the High Castle? I've heard nothing but great things, but no, I haven't seen it. I'm watching it for the first time ever because, uh, I mean, Cardinal kept, like, pushing me to watch it, like, not too long ago. Did you ago. watch that show he really wanted you to watch by that producer you don't like? Or director you don't like? Oh, The Leftovers? Yeah. Lynn the Love? No, I've not watched that yet, but I okay. will probably sometime. Um... But uh, but no. Um, he kept pushing me to watch Man in the High Castle, and I was just like, I will. I mean, it's on my list. I haven't gotten there yet. And yesterday, my brother asked me. He was just like, Have you watched that yet? And I'm like, No. He's like, Fuck it. So like, I was like, I was hanging out with him and my sister-in-law, and my niece, and he just put it on. Mm. It's really fucking cool. And he's with the Hitler thing. I'm like, It is kind of fantasy because it's like, it's the whole pos- The whole show is basically like, um, like what would have happened if Hitler had won the war? Yeah. Um. But I'm hearing. I've been trying to. I, I've, I, I'm of two minds. Like I'm endlessly curious, but I don't want things spoiled for me. So it's like a it's a balancing act. Um, but I have read there's like sci-fi elements that come into play. So like I wouldn't be shocked if this is all basically like alternate universe shit. Um, but I'm only two or three episodes in, so it's very hard to say at this point. I, but yeah, no Game of Thrones it definitely gets more like as it goes on because really, like, as I'm saying, like I would say by like probably like season. Three, kind of the fantasy comes more like. Well, yeah. So no giveaways. There's obviously dragons. There's yeah. the guy whose eyes turns blue and can see like the future or the past or something. He does something. The three-eyed raven. The yeah. Three-eyed raven. Yes. The mountain shows up, which I'm really stoked to meet the mountain and just see how much of a hulking man he is. And I consider him a superhero because no one's as big as him, and that's cool. Uh, and he uh, dies, and, and he's like a zombie guard. Uh, I mean, if you already know that, then yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's a he's a zombie guard, which is cool. Obviously, the White Walkers. Um, isn't there something cool having to do with the wolves, the dire wolves? Don't they become like a major badass? Thing? Uh, Ghost has a special bond with Jon Snow. Um, but... Ghost was his mutt white one with red eyes. Was well, not a mutt? I mean, they 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 were all like whatever. Or not mutt? Sorry, was, the, the 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 he's a bino. Yeah. Yeah, and he run, was the yeah. smallest, so yeah. Um, so he has that. Um, they have a special bond. Um, so don't tell me yeah, any like the... people's names, but yeah. give me other fantas- fantastical elements. Don't give me the reason, like the tie-in, just just the element itself. I mean, honestly, it's better if you just because I, mean, I don't even remember everything. It's all. It's basically like I mean, there's giants. There's fucking like what? Uh, cannibals. There's what? fucking like it's it's there's there's a bunch of shit. Especially when they go like uh like away from the wall. Like once they like leave. And go into like wildling territory. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy shit <laughs> past what, the wall. What? 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 what There's a what, witch. What, uh, what? 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 I was gonna start. I don't know why that popped into my head, but it's a good song. There's, there's a witch. Uh, there's like uh, weird like demon offspring. There's like but, there's so, a lot of shit. And and oh, I just I oh, saw so, like I saw an episode randomly like season three or four or some shit where Tyrion's got his hands bound and he's in a boat as someone's prisoner and i'm like when am i gonna get there that's gonna be great and i don't know what's gonna happen there and i want to know what happened to um cal drogo del doll cal call call drogo yeah call drogo i want to know what happens to him because i know he's not around in the most recent episodes but i i don't know how he dies i haven't heard that obviously yet or if he dies or whatever i I mean it's basically 
Uh, you do. I will say, like, this is without a spoiling. Like, you, he, he goes away, but you do see him again. All right. He had to go film Justice League. It makes sense. Um, oh no, no, this no, is no, way no, 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 <laughs> But it's it's. I'm sure by the amount I'm interested already that I will call it one of my favorite shows ever. You know how passionate I get about things I like. I'm sure I'll get to the point where I'm obnoxious with it. But right now it's baby steps. I'm getting there. Like the memes that went around Facebook like, oh no, he's choking. Is anyone a doctor? A guy runs over. You should really watch Game of Thrones. It's an excellent show. And you're like, what the f- Okay. <laughs> and that's what everyone at work does when I'm like, no, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Like, what do you mean? I don't like neglect it because it's racist towards jews like i just haven't seen it i'm sorry well that's usually why you would neglect something because of anti-semitism like that's the only reason to be against something right hitler was bad patrick what part of that don't you understand um but yeah no like no it's definitely like that thing is like i feel like it started to get a little wobbly in like i think it was the fifth year um but it came back super, super fucking strong, like with season six and seven. So, Every like, episode this uh, season so far, everyone comes to work like, did you see it? It was great. And I, it wasn't always that reaction in the past. So I believe it, that it's full force. It's it's on my list of defin- definite things to at least get through at some point in time. Like, I still haven't finished Breaking Bad. I've got to get through that. I've got to see yeah, Breaking no, I, Bad. I, to this day, I've never watched the last season of it. I still haven't seen the first season of Heroes, and that's all I ever want to see. But I want to at least watch that. The first um, good se- the first season of Heroes is awesome. I actually rewatched that semi recently, and then I tried to re I tried to watch past that. I just can't. Yeah. It's just, it's never just watched The Wire. I want to watch that. The Wire is amazing. Wa- never seen The Sopranos. I want to watch that. Like there's there's lots of stuff that's on my list of things to watch. But Game of Thrones appeals to everything I like the most. It's just that I haven't taken the time to put in the effort to acquire it. Yeah, I'd either have to find a way on the internet to watch it or borrow someone's HBO Go. No one I knew had HBO Go. Phil came over, logged into his account, and for some reason, I can access all his stuff on my account. Like, usually, you have to log into his stuff, at least, with a controller, and then go back to yours. Nope, it just goes right through mine. I don't even have to even touch his account or log it in or nothing. So, I'll take it. I got no no qualms with that. So, And I'm thinking for... I'm torn between two things right now. Books and shows for the plane ride to Vegas slash my downtime. It's a five and a half hour plane ride. I could buy a quick tablet or Chromebook or laptop, load it up with some Game of Thrones, watch it on the plane, whatever, return it when I get home. I also bought a bunch of cool books like Kevin. I own I own every book Kevin Smith has officially wrote now, not the stuff about him, but that he's wrote because I found them more at the book barn. So I want to read those. Uh, I found this book called Killer, which sounds amazing. It's it's um it's really small. It's not that big, so it won't take me long to read. Uh expedition team a scientific expedition team uh is out working in the arctic they get uh, they're on a uh ice mass and it breaks free and they're stranded and they're like Mm -hmm. well we have enough stuff to at least keep us around till someone comes to save us and then they start getting hunted by a killer whale it's like Mm -hmm. that kind of and i think that's going to be excellent and how they're going to do it and i don't know so it's a small book i want to read that i have a book called the invisible man and then i obviously have my comics so i'm Mm kind of torn on how to kill i could do both but then i have to carry two things and i'm trying to be as light as possible because it's vegas and i don't really feel like having a bunch of shit i'm going for four days whatever but i'll probably well, yeah no, that's like the whole purpose that's why I've, I've said to kevin before i think he's a fucking psychopath because like um he was talking about like uh he was basically trying to determine what to bring with him for tour and he's like, talking about like these omnibuses i'm like just you have marvel limited asshole it's like read it on your fucking phone yeah and he's like i don't like reading on my phone like it's not nearly as pleasurable I'm like it's still less shit to carry. Like, Did he not buy an the iPad when level. they were on sale? No. Because, uh-huh. uh, like, he... I mean, that's the thing. is like, I didn't think he would. That's why... But the thing is, like, I mentioned it to both of you just so you would shut the fuck up forever. Because I was like, if you both don't take advantage of the cheapest they'll ever be, I don't want to hear it ever again. <laughs> like, well, this, this, like... this Chromebook I'm buying... Uh, it, it, I'm buying it either way, but if I buy it this week or later, I, there, I got a discount through work for 45% off it. So I get it for 250 bucks, And it's the current high-end Samsung Chromebook called the Chromebook Plus. And it's got the flip-around touchscreen. And I at work, I spent 20 minutes one morning before the store opened just flipping through that website, reading comics. And it worked perfectly. I was like, I don't need an iPad. This is better. I'll, and it's cheaper. And I get the discount. Sure, I'll take it. So I'm going to... I'm. I'm. That was my compromise of like, 
probably should have bought that iPad when it was on sale. This will work out better. I'm done. What's the thing? Is it like, and he was just like, well, then like, I, I, with him, I was just like, he's like, well, I'm thinking about either like, or like a uh, like a Amazon Fire too. I'm like, motherfucker, they were on sale. You saw me buy one on Prime Day when they were on fucking sale. You didn't buy them. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Is like, for me, it's like my old Kindle that I can no longer put things on, which is very frustrating. Um, I have probably literally thousands of comics on there and yep. hundreds of novels yep. um, at like my disposal at any second. Uh, I had the new one, which I basically just been using it to get like current comics, but like it has expandable storage memory. So at any point I can just fucking throw up to a 256 gig uh, micro SD card in there. Just full of comics? Whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. So it's like both like whenever people are like like oh i don't have enough i'm like didn't fucking just like streamline your fucking life dude like it's like even the fucking like that thing is what I, I there was one day recently where um because like, i i used to constantly like cash in digital copies um and then uh every fucking studio partnered with ultraviolet and it sucked and that's why i think a lot of people just stopped doing it in general because like, basically they were like studios liked it because they were like oh hey this way people will still download shit, but like we have DRM, so it's fine. Um, but the problem was they didn't do it. They did like they basically created their own format, so no one fucking used it. Like when you were doing it on iTunes, people were using them. I was using them. Oh yeah. And then I did yeah, and then I didn't for like the longest time. And like, I knew they started putting it back on there, but I'd already lost interest. And then like there was the other uh, when I got Fate of the Furious, there was like a special thing on there where they were just like the only way to see the extended cut of the movie. Um, was a digital copy. And I was like, fuck it, so I'll cash in a digital copy. And I did. And then I was like, oh, I wonder, because I looked at the other ones, I'm like, oh, these all, like, uh, like five, six, and seven, all a digital copy as well. I'm like, eh, fuck it, why not? And, like, so I cashed those in. And I went through my collection. Basically, everything I hadn't cashed in, um, in, like, two days, <laughs> I cashed in. Damn. So now I have, like, something, like, probably close to 100 um Digital movies, movies on that? It, yeah, in my... It's attached to my iTunes, so basically I can anything that I can. If I had a fucking iPad or, for that matter, like my phone, like anything, yeah. it's like at any given time I have access to a fuck ton of movies, and it's like, yeah, I'd rather watch it in front of me. That's why I bought it, obviously. But like, I still have access to it every, anywhere. That's like the whole thing is like with comics. And if like, you ever get like, oh no, you have an Apple TV. I mean, shit, you can yeah. just be like, eh, instead of getting up, do 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 done. Oh, I have done that, yes. <laughs> uh, but usually I'm not that lazy. Um, but uh, I'm always that it, lazy. Well, also because it, it doesn't like Apple TV is not capable of doing stuff in 4K. Oh I have, yeah, yeah. So it's like because even um like the Blu-rays will upscale um in the Xbox One S, whereas like oh shit yeah you got the One S in your room and then the one out there yeah the normal oh nice hey we're just like me I've got the same setup yeah so like so yeah so it's like so usually I just go and grab the movies um. But yeah, no, there have been times where I've been like, yeah, fuck it. And I just like open up the Apple TV. But um, but no, that's the thing is like with like the, like the digital age, I'm just like, yeah, I prefer having like hard copies of comics and like mm-hmm. being able to just like grab a disc and put it in my player for like movie stuff, mm-hmm. watch it on my TV. Like, yeah, obviously I prefer that or else I wouldn't fucking buy this shit. But like at the same time, like I don't ever feel like I have to like worry about like what I'm bringing with me anywhere because I know mm-hmm. that I have tons of shit at my disposal at any always given there yeah so it's like to me that's why i always like that's why i think it's fucking hilarious where kevin's like going to fucking going on tour and like bringing like three giant fucking omnibuses i'm like you putts like just read down marvel limited yeah. or buy like, shit while you're out there probably not did. the smartest decision oh he did okay never mind boom yeah he ended up um because they're right around his birthday um he ended up getting the uncanny avengers omnibus and mm-hmm. a second omnibus i have since forgotten um but yeah so like yeah that also happened but that's like that's my thing is i'm just like i might have to buy some omnibuses at con this year what's the thing i mean he loves them and i mean good for him i'm like if i can get a good deal on them i get them but like unless i'm getting like at least 40 percent off i'm like fuck you for me it's (laughs) after i've heard him talk about it but for me it's just inconvenient like it's actually the most convenient because it's all right there but for me it's just I like limits, <laughs> so well, having no, this, I mean, this well, this huge thing, it's intimidating. Though. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to read this much, and then I'd be like, oh my god, I didn't even dent it. I'm just going to set that down and walk away. Whereas a trade, you're like, do, 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 oh, where's the next one? Like, it, it, I don't know. It's it's a mind game. It's a placebo. You know, 
that's the thing. It's like for me, um, the stuff that I omnibus of is stuff that I, I, I like. It's like it's like thing that I want a lot of. Like basically, like especially like um, that's like the whole thing is I always wanted three Uncanny X Force. I only had like the first couple trades I'd gotten as a gift. Um, but like I knew they were doing, uh, they'd done the whole reason, the thing they'd sold me on wanting to read it in the first place was, um, they did like a thing where basically they, uh, went to like the Age of Apocalypse, uh, universe. Mm-hmm. And, um, that they divided the two trades. I'm like, motherfucker. So basically I was like trying to wait out that putting in two trades. And I realized there was, um, just like literally just like one long arc after that. So I was like, honestly, at this point, I just probably just fucking wait out an omnibus. And I did. And I'm glad that I did because now I had the fucking omnibus. There's like a million fucking trades. Easy. Um, yeah. But that's the thing is like, um, but there's other times where like Kevin like was asking me if I got the uh, like the Preacher Absolute Editions. And I was like, no, because like, as much as I want them and I love them. Absolute and I think they, Editions? Uh, I think you've seen that I have. It's DC, instead of, they do actually do omnibuses as well. But for a long time, instead of omnibuses, they did uh, Absolute Editions where like giant fucking books, like tomes. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. And like they did, they do them for like the big stories. And they did like preacher ones, and Kevin was like, "Oh, did you get that?" I'm just like, "I fucking love preacher, but I'm happy with the fucking trades that I have." I'm like, "I don't see the point in spending like a ridiculous sum of money to get like these new like." Because and I know that's easy. like in his mind, like oversized hardcover, that's what he wants. So like, of course, that's what he. I'm like, that's fine. It's but, like, like me I'm with issues. With, like, I want to hunt down the issues. That's just my thing. I don't know. I I'm cool with having just like the most bang for my buck. Like yeah. so, it's like, um, and, and essentially, if I if I already have something. I'm not buying it again unless, like, there's good reason yeah. to. Like, the only thing I, I actually was going to text uh, or uh, tweet uh, Rick Reminder recently and Sean Sean Murphy. Because, like, an example of how I am with it downloading is, like, and the thing is I've always said, it's ever since music, like, became a thing, where I'm like, if I download something and I really love it, I will buy it. It's yeah. a matter of, like, if I don't have to buy something instead of unseen, I'm not going to. Yeah. Like, there's no point to that. And I was like, one of the few things I bought twice was because um, I downloaded every issue of uh, Tokyo Ghost as it was coming out, and um, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. So like when the first trade dropped, I was like, fuck yeah! So like I picked up that trade, and then when the second trade was coming out, they had advertised the hardcover of like, the whole thing. I was like, fuck it! I'll just fucking buy the hardcover. Sold. Might and as well. Then, yeah, and so like I ended up. Um, I've actually like I probably all in all paid as much for the, like what I bought as I did for the issues anyway. Yeah, well, um, it's like when the Peter David Aquaman comes out, you're gonna be getting that instantly. Of course, and I tracked down the first twenty five issues of that a couple of years ago. But yeah, it'll be nice to have it where I'm not afraid of destroying it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna pick that up too. I just because you talk about it so fondly, I'll just be able to have it forever. And then my 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 daughter will be like, "What's this?" I'll be like, "This is Uncle Patrick's." favorite aquaman they'll be like oh shit really I'll be like, yeah this is the one and then they'll get jazzed up and i'll be like but please don't swear that's bad for you know you'll get in trouble at school <laughs> what's well, the thing i mean i don't know if anyone will have the same because i think i thought it was funny that i actually t- t- uh, told kevin the other day kevin cardinal where i was just like it's funny because like, they, they really knew their fucking audience <laughs> i mean amazon especially because like i by fucking pure happenstance just happened to be looking at the main page of Amazon, and they recommended for me. Uh, I guess it was finally being released. Um, Ron Mars's Green Lantern, which is like the '90s Green Lantern with Kyle Rayner, which is my favorite era of Green Lantern. That's the one that's what I grew up with. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not my favorite because Jeff Johns' era is my favorite. But, like the Green Lantern I grew up with was Ron Mars's run with Kyle Rayner. <laughs> and um, when I clicked on that, is where I saw because uh, they were like recommending other stuff, and they I saw. Um, the DNA, the Advent Landing uh, Legion, which I was like, holy shit. And then after I, then I, later on, I saw Peter David Aquaman. I was like, I could not have clicked Purator with one click fast enough. It was just like, <laughs> get it. I, I want get this it. right fucking now. Like, it just like, holy Punch your screen shit. and sink into the touchscreen would be able to handle it. It's just like, holy fucking shit. But yeah, like, so it's like, I don't know if it'll work as well for me, but it's, or for other people, but for me, it's like, it's exactly what I grew up on. And I love it so fucking much because it's like, yeah, it's 90s comics, so it's kind of ridiculous and over the top, but it's still, like, really fucking cool to me. Like, I I read it not too long ago, like, within the last, like, five and years, it and it's still held up for me. Yeah, so. Which I can't say for Spawn, so, like. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Because <laughs> like, I really, I, I think, I'm really excited about I told about you show, when I met. No, that's the thing. The Spawn cartoon is the best thing that ever happened to Spawn ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it made people remember Spawn more fondly than it deserved to be. Because that's the thing, it's funny. I remember I told you when I met uh, McFarlane and Capullo uh, in New York, the con I went to by myself, 
uh, where I told them, and I'm not, and I wasn't lying to them, um, that, like how important Spawn was to me when I was 13, like because like 12 or 13, because I was reading that shit, and it was like exactly playing to me at that age. Like it was perfect for me. Like it was just like basically like a horror movie Batman. Like fuck yes, like this is fucking perfect for me, and it meant a lot to me. And like I was like I had I like was hanging on every word. Like I got every issue. Like it was it meant everything to me. And it's like when they first started releasing the. Uh, like the new trades, it was like, I was like, holy shit, I better buy this. It was like the first 12 issues of Spawn. Well, I guess it wasn't, it didn't have the issue with uh, Angela because that was the whole Neil Gaiman issue. Yeah. Um, did I tell you that's, I tell you that's sort of that's done. Uh, but yeah, but like I was like, I, re- I reread it. I'm like, holy fuck, this is garbage. And that's the thing is, like, it's like, it's, it's the kind of thing where it's just like, it seemed cool at the time, but it's like, when you look at it now, it's just like, holy crap, this is just fucking awful. I mean, I- that's the thing is like, most artists turn writers, it just like uh, most actors turn directors, it's just shitty. Like, sometimes you have occasions where you have, like, Frank Miller, where it turns out to be like, well, holy shit. Well, perception changes pretty dramatically as you grow oh, definitely. up, you learn everything. Well, it's also, like, you get, that's the thing, is you also get, over time, that like, you have, like, more experience with other things. Like, I think I, I said, I've said before, like, um, when I, if it hadn't been for the Tim Burton Batman movie, I probably wouldn't have read comics my entire life. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who did read comics their entire life, when I tried to revisit that movie... Um, like it, like before Batman Begins came out, like it was like the early like 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 uh like the early two thousands. Um, I watched it. I'm like, this is fucking garbage. Like this is not Batman. This is not a good movie. Like this is just bullshit. Yeah. And like um, and I was like, if I hadn't read comics my whole life, I probably would still remember it fondly. That's the thing is like because I have read comics my whole life because of that movie. A slight now taintedness I to it all. Exactly. So that's the final. That's why I think it's funny. Like um. When uh, they announced at Comic Con that um, Tom McFarlane's finally getting his wish, and not only are they doing Spawn as a movie, they're doing it with him writing and directing. It. I'm like, Godspeed to you, motherfuckers! <laughs> like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I wish you the best of fucking luck. Um, but yeah, like, oh yeah, no. The thing I was gonna say before was that like, um, okay, I can't remember if I told you the story or not, but like, there was a whole thing where basically like, um, when Image was founded, there's actually an Image doc on. Um, on Amazon Prime, that's actually pretty good. It's kind of service level, but um, basically the whole thing of Image, basically they were just like, it was basically, it was uh, Tom McFarlane, uh, Jim Lee, uh, Rob Liefeld, uh, Jim Valentino, um, uh, Wills Patricio, and Mark Silvestri. I hope, oh, and uh, Eric Larson. Um, we're all Marvel artists, and they were like sick of basically like creating characters and writing these books and not getting shit for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I, the thing that Robert, the story Rob Liefeld told um, about McFarlane was just like, he didn't give a shit about money. He was just like, they don't give me a fucking plaque. Like, I made, like, the biggest fucking book in the history of comics, and they don't give me a plaque. They don't give me a fucking watch. He's like, my father worked in a fucking factory for, like, 50 years, and he got a fucking watch. And he's just like, and so like, they both, they all were like, fuck this shit. Like, it's like, if we go to our own thing mm-hmm. where we all create our own characters and we own those characters and whatever happens with those characters is ours, then, like, that's a much better deal for us. So that was their whole thing. Is they went what up to well, what did he do for Marvel that was big? Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, he, okay. He, created, uh, he was, oh, I'm sorry, co-creator of uh, Venom. And uh, he also was a guy who kind of basically created, like, the crazy poses and, like, the very detailed webbing and all that shit. That's awesome. Um, the big-ass eyes. Um, but yeah, like that's the whole thing is like he, like they, they, they went over and like that was the whole deal. They were like, we own it's like, and it's like, and if you work for us, like whatever you create is yours, like it's like you get the royalties, you get a piece of it, blah, blah, blah. And then like, and it was awesome. And that thing is like, so everybody was just like, okay, cool. And so like, that's the thing is like, uh, there was a time when he was writing Spawn where like he had a few months where he like brought in other like big name creators and one of them was, uh, Neil Gaiman. And in the process, he created the character of Angelo. We also created the character of Coliostro and uh, Medieval Spawn, but like the character of Angelo caught fire huge. And uh, after a while, Gaiman's like, so like, where are my royalties like for this? Like, what, like I'm not really seeing anything. And they're like, oh no, no, you, you created it for me. Like it's, 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 uh, yeah. it's work for hire. It's like, it's whatever. And he's like, that is literally the opposite of what the fuck this was supposed to be. <laughs> and so he spent like, literally, I want to say it was like, at least 15 maybe 20 years in um in fucking court basically just fighting for the fucking rights and it wasn't that he wanted the he didn't give a shit for the character because basically as soon as he got the rights first thing he did was sold in the marvel yeah it's like uh quesada was just like i'll take him um it wasn't that he wanted the rights it was because he wanted the fucking like basically a to make a fucking point and b to like get 
what he deserved. The exact same thing Lee said when leaving, like, just give me my recognition. I made this. Well, the thing is funny. Apparently, Jim Lee didn't want to leave Marvel. I guess, like, all the rest of them were down to leave. Mm -hmm. And I guess uh, Jim Lee was the one that was like, nah, man, I'm happy here. I like like being a company guy, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I guess he was uh, going to Comic-Con, and they wouldn't even pay for a ticket for his wife. And he's just like... So I've made you how many thousands, possibly millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and you won't pay for a plane ticket for my wife. Okay, fine. Hey, Todd. Like, <laughs> Remember that like, thing we were going to do? <laughs> so they, I guess they all walked in the Marvel office, and we're just like, we're done. We're gone. Like, you'll never see us again. We want nothing to do with you. Peace out. Bye. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they walked across the street, essentially, to D.C., and I guess uh, they were all super excited because they were just like, holy fuck, like, we have, like, you, Todd, you brought us Jim Lee? Like, you brought us whatever? And then they're like, no, 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 we're just telling you the same thing we told them. We're doing our own thing. <laughs> fuck you. It's like, we're done. Um, but, yeah, and that thing is, like, and for a hot minute, like, it definitely worked for them. Because, I mean, I'm sure, like, that's, I mean, Todd McFarlane is so stupid with money that, like, he's he was most famous for a hot minute for he was the guy who bought, like, the... Uh, like McGuire and Sosa balls, like the oh, ones yeah. that were like the record breakers that now are fucking worthless, basically. Yeah, but at the time um, were like million dollar balls. Exactly, because he was just like, because he, he had enough money that he like, why can't I do this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like, that's all of them. Like, that's like, I mean, really at this point, I don't think any of them are fucking broke. So like, whatever, rock on. Damn. But yeah, no, like, yeah, no, that's the whole thing is like 90s comics, I love them, but like, they can be very hit or miss. They're a little outrageous. Like some, I mean, some still work. Like it's just like it's just like the the writers who were good writers then are still like that. Their work still holds up. The guys who were artists uh, writing that gets really fucking dodgy because again, it's like as I said before, we're just like for every Frank Miller, it's like there's like a million fucking dudes who think that they can fucking draw and write and they can't. Yeah. It's like the same fucking thing. We're just like for every Ben Affleck, there's like a million fucking people who can't fucking direct even though they can act. Like. Yeah. So it's like, that's just the whole long and short of it. But I mean, I will say, yeah, I definitely say you should fucking check out the uh, Peter David Aquaman, at least the first one of them. I've already like, got it bookmarked on my, so like I went through all my favorite ones. I, I think I was texting you to get ideas and I bookmarked all of my favorite comics I wanted to read through. And that's one of them. Okay, fair enough. Um, um, but yeah, that's definitely really good. And like the Ron Mars Green Lantern stuff is cool. Um, and like, uh, I think Mark Wade was writing The Flash at that same time. And that was really good too. I'll just look up like best '90s comics. I always just go to lists that someone composed. I mean, it's it's no different than coming to you for your list that you composed. I mean, I just like it. Well, no, I just don't know that anyone else would ever have a list of like the best '90s comics other than me because I grew up then. But the internet's a crazy place. Mm. Uh, but all right, so I said this would be a short one, and I lied right to your faces, so I apologize. But I gotta go to sleep, get up early. I'm gonna edit this. This episode will actually go up on what did I just say tomorrow and cement of this machine on third friday uh which i'll do our whole thing there so as always uh this has been a- an ode to a fantastical friendship that's what i'll title it i'll title it that that was nice and Indeed. uh otherwise i'm kevin i'm pat and thanks for listening <laughs>